1: And welcome in to another edition of the Stickered Up podcast, the official podcast of the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour, round two of the 2023 season in the books for the Cars Tour late model stock cars. They ran at Florence Motor Speedway this past Friday night, the Aarons 125, presented by Grand Atlantic Resort. 32 cars took the green flag on Saturday night. And a familiar face ended up in Victory Lane. We go to our friends at Flow Racing with the recap.
2: Anticipation has been building for several weeks, for several months, in the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. We had one fantastic race at Southern National Motorsports Park, and we are set for another doozy tonight, 125 left. Pace truck will dive to the safety of Pitt Lane, and the KRC Power Steering Start Zone goes Cody Kelly, and the Aarons 125 is underway. Thirty-two cars roar to life around this four-tenths of a mile racetrack, and on the first lap, Brendan Butterbean Queen able to work the top side and pass Cody Kelly. Queen goes to the top spot. You can see Kel- Kelly in second, and Connor Hall settling in in third. And with 12 laps to go, we're back underway. Queen is sideways. Here comes Carson Quample up to the inside. Free start there though for that 0-3 In trouble in turn 1, Isabella Robusto and Ryan Wilson Tangle. Caution flag is out Once again. Through the KRC Power Steering Restart Zone with 12 Laps to go here at Florence. Green flag Is back out and they are dead even Into turn 1. A little contact Made between your top 2 as well And Quapo. Not quite clear as they look to almost go three wide. Bassett clears for third. Bassett was able to come across the bow of many. Tyrell, he tags the backside of Brendan Queen for second spot. Quaffle breaks free as they're double wide from second on back. Bassett to the bottom. And Carson Kwapple says, Thank you very much. As they battle for second queen, still holding strong there on the top side. Ronnie Bassett Jr. continuing his march through the field after they touched off of turn two. They nearly do it yet again. And you also have Connor Jones. He could throw it in the mix as well. Yeah, everybody's on the go, button. Laps to settle it here at Florence. Bassett hugging the bottom with Connor Jones just behind in the 44. Brian Barnhill continues to hold steady in the top 10. He and Junior Motorsports struggled here in the icebreaker, but they will put those worries to rest off of Turn 4 for the final time. A checkered flag in hand, and Carson Quappe wins the Aaron's 125 presented by Grand Atlantic Resort.
1: Carson Quaple, your winner at Florence Motor Speedway on Saturday night. Brendan Queen finished second. Ronnie Bassett, Jr. finished third in a great run for him. Jay Hedgecock, one, two, three, as far as chassis manufacturer. Pretty good night for Jay Hedgecock. Connor Hall was fourth. Jacob Hefner, who charged through the field like he did at Southern National uh, two weeks ago, he finishes fifth. Minnie Tyrell, who led 74 laps, he comes home sixth. Bobby McCarty, seventh. Ron Galinsky, eighth. Cody Kelly, the pole sitter, finished ninth. And Brian Barnhill, a local, round out the top 10. Looking at the championship standings in the late model stock cars after two events. Defending champion Carson Quapel, he leads. He's 68 uh, points. Brendan Queen, 10 markers behind in second. Jacob Hefner, 13 points behind Our first winner of 2023, Deep McCaskill, didn't have the best run at uh, Florence this past weekend. He's still fourth in championship points. He's 17 points behind. Two drivers tied for fifth, Bobby McCarty and Connor Hall. They're 19 markers behind. Ronnie Bassett, Chad McCombie, Jared Fryer, and Minnie Tyrell round out the top 10 in championship standings as we head to Hickory Motor Speedway in a couple of weeks. Brandon Willard has the Volt battery yellow flag out. We'll take this opportunity to come down Pitt Road. Stick her up. We return. We'll talk to the winner of the Aarons 125, Carson Quapple. You're listening to the Sticker Up Podcast. Sticker up.
3: up, official podcast of the Cars Tour. <laughs>
0: tank lines a trucking company run by drivers for drivers for over three generations per year has been leading in driver happiness client satisfaction and safety they love trucking family and racing as a per year driver you'll earn up to 100 000 per year plus exceptional benefits including exclusive access to per year racing events enjoy flexible scheduling career path opportunities zero split seating and much more visit
3: driveperyear.com to learn more Practice. Race. Win. Performance Racing Warehouse, home of the PRW Chassis. They feel the thrill of victory and agony of defeat with every customer. With a cutting-edge, track-tested chassis, they know what it takes to to build a a race-winning machine. machine. The PRW Chassis has a proven track record of wins and championships that speak for themselves. When you're ready to take your performance to the next level, come visit Performance and let them get you in victory league. Online at performancecenter.com also Facebook, Instagram, Twitter or TikTok and you can call Performance Racing Warehouse at 704-838-1400 GXS Ramps is your
0: one stop for all your vehicle and motorsports graphics needs. Since 2018 GXS Ramps has offered turnkey solutions including design, printing and installation of premium final graphics for fleet vehicles, personal vehicles and race cars. 100% of our services offered are completed at our 4,800 square foot facility located in apex north carolina check us out on the web GXSRaps.com, or give us a call 919-213-0371 to get started on your next wrap gxs wraps the official graphics partner of the cars tour and the
3: stickered up podcast we're laser cutting and cnc bending GeoCut cut media blasting and surface conditioning geocut south boston virginia for powder coating geocut on demand laser cut parts just go to geocutfabrication.com upload your part drawing select the material and quantity and then see your instant quote immediately with the option to order right then and there 434-201-4824 geocutfabrication.com 611 railroad avenue south boston virginia one part or one million parts geocut has you covered
4: Hey, I'm Carson Quapple, driver of the number 8 Johnny Morris Bass Pro Shops, Junior Motorsports Chevrolet. You're listening to Stickered Up Podcast.
1: Green flag back in the air of this edition of the Stickered Up Podcast, the official podcast of the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. Join us via the GSX Raps Hotline. The winner of this past weekend's Aarons 125 presented by Grand Atlantic Resort, Mr. Carson Quapple. Carson, welcome back to the Stickered Up Podcast.
4: Yeah, thanks for having me.
1: Man, I think... uh, there were a lot of people, uh, I think everywhere you go, everybody thinks that you're a contender to win, but I think some people were a little little questionable about how you might be this, this last past weekend, considering you didn't have the greatest run in the icebreaker uh, back in February when we were at Florence. But, uh, man, you guys rebounded and, and, and ran up front all night long. Talk a little bit about Saturday night and, and, and what it took for you and your junior motorsports team to kind of, wash away the 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 poor run in february to come back and take the checkered flags on saturday night
4: yeah so uh after the icebreaker there we went, went to work uh so to say and started tearing stuff apart and stuff like that just trying to i guess figure it out you know we don't we never should run like that never do um especially both cars so we went to work, and we really didn't find anything that was out of the ordinary for us. Uh, that was just kind of disappointing, honestly, not to find something that was wrong. So uh, after that, we just kind of thought about it for a while and uh, figured that we don't really know, and I guess we were all pretty nervous, me, Brian, and uh, Slim, and the whole crew. We were all pretty nervous going into this Cars 2 race, not knowing if we just got a bad tire at the first icebreaker at, at the icebreaker or... If we actually had, were just that far off, and uh, and back in my mind, I figured that we probably just got a bad tire. Uh, like I said earlier, we shouldn't run that bad, and uh, it was it was it was it was pretty embarrassing. And to start off the year like that wasn't that good. It really didn't boost our confidence much. <laughs> but uh, we just did our normal deal like we always would. Uh, I guess coming off a of, going back coming off Kinley. Uh, with a second place run and a run or a chance to win the race. That was, that was that boosted our confidence back up obviously, and kind of put us back to where we, where we usually run. And, uh, so that would, that really helped go into the race. We just figured do our normal deal at, uh, the cars tour race and just see what happens. And, uh, we practiced on Friday and the car seemed pretty good, showed a lot of speed and practice. And we just made a few minor tweaks and then we went, we qualified 11th, which was, Obviously, not uh, not to our expectation, but uh, fortunately, the car that Brian gave me was, was super good, and there was no complaints on my end, and we were able to just uh, come back from that uh, rough run at Icebreaker and come home with the win.
1: Talk a little bit about Florence Motor Speedway. It, it's definitely... One of those racetracks, it's it, it's a different kind of race, and uh, you've got to save some tire. Obviously, the beginning, a lot of different strategies playing out, a lot of comers and goers. Uh, you again, you started a little bit deeper in the in the field than we normally see the eight car, but you went to the front pretty quick, and you were able to maintain and um, and stay up front. Where someone like a Jacob Hefner, who and Chad McCombie, those guys went to the back. I mean, you guys caught them before that first competition caution um, they saved a ton more they were able to come back through the field not get quite to the front but talk a little bit about you know how you guys play that strategy out how important is is your spotter Brett Edwards when it comes to a race like this where you've got to save some tire so that you've got something there at the end
4: yeah I mean everything comes together to make one and uh, me and Brett make a pretty good combo. We've worked with each other for the past year or two, so he kind of knows what I'm looking for, and uh, me and him have grown a bunch with this junior motorsports ride. And uh, But, I mean, having Brian in the pits, infield, whatever you want to say, watching, and I rely on him a bunch, just asking basically for, like, what does it look like? What is Who looks good? And Do we even look good? Stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, that 11th place starting spot for us wasn't ideal, but Fortunately, we were able to pick a few spots off uh, the first few laps, just trying to let everyone single file out before we make passes. There was no sense in making a three wide on lap three. Um, so once, once we got some clear room, I really wanted to get up the front, and that's kind of what me and Brian and Brett kind of thought was going to be the best. And just try to get up there and uh, be in the top five, top seven area to where you don't have to make up so much track position there at the end um I mean there's really it really there's two strategies you can kind of get up towards the front and ride in top five or you drop back like Hefner and uh, McCombie did and save a bunch of tire and try to drive through at the end when you're in when you're in the middle of the pack like we where we started there's really it's really not a good spot because you're not saving enough to to make the track position loss worth it um so we just we all work together as a team and uh we were able to get to the front there and i felt like we positioned ourselves really well uh we worked together um really good and that really paid off i think by lap i think by the last uh 45 laps or the last after the last competition we were sitting in fourth or so i believe and uh we were able to get up to second by lap uh 25 to go lap 100 and then take the lead from with 12 to go from there and uh like I was saying earlier, the car they gave me was was superb and I really couldn't have asked for anything better and Brian really hit it spot on for this race, so that was pretty awesome.
1: Chatting with Carson Quapple here on the GSX Reps hotline, the most recent winner on the cars tour Saturday night at Florence Motor Speedway. Carson, you're in familiar territory here. You you after race two, you're you're back on top of the championship standings, place that you sat pretty much all year. Last year, and and with well, again a first and a second place finish, um, already have a, a pretty decent healthy lead after two races. Obviously, a back to back championship is is I know a goal of you guys. But from what you've seen, we've had you know thirty two cars start the first two races. A lot of these guys anticipating to run full time, run for a championship. After the first two races, uh, who do you look at as far as who you're going to have to beat in this in this year long battle to win a second championship?
4: Yeah, that's a really good question there. Uh there's definitely a few more faces that ran some last year that weren't full time, they're now running full time with a with a good team or a new team and I'm honestly going to go with uh Brendan Queen there on that one. He he's going to be a tough one he's showed two good finishes so far this year and obviously at Florence this past weekend uh he was he, he was he was really fast uh me and him were kind of checked out to about a straightaway or so when we were racing with each other before we got that caution at the end but I think Bobby uh, McCarty is going to be a really strong one I think and now he's hooked up with the with his new team it's it's going to be a good combo uh they've showed speed and performance so far and uh, just talking with Bobby some, it's, it sounds like everything's going good over there and he's really happy with uh with what they got going on, so uh, other than that, it's going to be the normal cars, it's going to be the Chad Bryan cars, Diaz and Connor Hall, those guys are going to be fast every week, uh, Connor was, was our main competition for the championship last year, so uh, I'm sure he's going to be strong and I don't think they had the best to finish at Florence here the last weekend, but I'm sure they'll get it all figured out, and they're they're going to be one to beat for sure, week in and week out, along with McCarty and Queen. But uh, it's crazy. There's so many people that there's there's ten to fifteen of them that could win weekly. So I mean, it's hard to say who's going to be strong because I think last year there was maybe I don't I'm guessing nine, ten different winners, nine yeah. or so. Yeah. Um. So it's just. I don't, it's just whoever hits their setup perfect that week is going to, is going to run good, and, which you got to, to win the championship in the cars tour, you got to hit it right every week or not have any bad races at least have good, consistent finishes. And there's more than 10 guys that I know could do that weekend and week out. So it's going to be tough, but I think, uh, Brendan Queen, Chad Bryant guys and McCarty, those guys are going to be really tough all year.
1: Would be remiss to not ask you about, um, <clears throat> your boss, Dale Earnhardt Jr., uh, one of the co-owners of the Cars Tour, uh, that that went into effect in January. Carson, do you put any, any additional pressure or do you feel like there's additional pressure, additional eyeballs on you and, and your team each and every week knowing that your car owner also has a, an ownership stake in the series?
4: Uh, yes and no. I mean, I think with bringing Dale and Harvick and – Burton, his partners, all, all those guys, bringing them in is just gonna bring in more faces uh, that are that have not seen the series. I guess you could say, and so I guess there's there's more people watching, um, more higher ups kind of paying attention to it, and that's really good for the series. But uh, other than that, though, I don't really see a whole lot of added pressure. There's really nothing that's changed, in my opinion. The race race days, practice days, they're all the same. Um, I think there's just there's just no, no new faces as the owners and jack and Keeley are still doing everything and uh they're still putting on good races like we had at florence and i'm really excited to continue the season with johnny morris bass pro shops gino motorsports uh with the chevy late model and see if we we'll can rack up some more wins and keep keep uh defending our championship
1: carson i want to ask you a quick question you're an elite company uh you and jared fryer uh, being the only two drivers to to win a uh, super late model championship in the Cars Tour and a late model stock car, and as it sits right now, you guys will be the only two guys that that ever accomplished that feat. Have you have you actually sat back and thought about that? And if so, what does that mean for you to be a champion on two different sides of the Cars Tour?
4: Uh, no, honestly, I haven't really thought about that too much. Uh, whenever we won that championship, I, I think I, I think I was told that that was. Uh, I guess in the history books or whatever, but I think it just, it just, it's cool. Uh, I mean, I went from running my dad's super late model in the cars tour, uh, kind of a family deal, uh, low budget uh, to then the next year coming here to junior motorsports with all the resources we have and uh, the great people like Johnny Morris, LW Kelly and uh, Dale, all those people, like they, they've put so much together uh, compared to a little family team like we had. So I'm, I'm super proud of, what me and my dad and my family have done winning championship winning some cars two races in 21 but uh, get doing that i think kind of opened up some more uh, options for me driving wise which obviously led to this junior motorsports deal so uh, all the people that have i guess helped me throughout the years and helped put put me in the position i am to drive for dale kelly lw uh, i just can't thank them enough and i'm super excited to hopefully win another car tour layman stock championship, but it's like I was saying earlier, it's really tough. Uh, there's so many guys that can win it and all it takes is one bad race and, and you're, you dropping the points a bunch. So, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be tough, but I think, uh, Brian and slim and all the guys, they're going to give me a good car week in and week out that I can rely on and have consistent good finishes when it's up to me. Most
1: people that listen to our podcast know that, that your dad, Travis, uh, was, was a cup driver, a successful cup driver, and, and he's at the racetrack with you. And don't discount that that little team mentality, man. You guys did some really good things and some impressive things being a small team on the super side, but he's at the racetrack with you each and every week. Um, what kind of role does does Dad play now, um, now that he's not necessarily turning wrenches? Is he more of a a driver coach? Is he there to support you, or is he actually still getting in there and turning wrenches?
4: uh i guess it's it's definitely switched up some i mean when we when i ran with him or when i do run with him in select races it's it's same deal family team just trying to make it on our own and do good compared to all the big teams and uh when we whenever he comes to the races with the junior motorsports guys he's more so a I guess like a driver coach or race coach during the race uh, just someone to rely on bounce information off of me brian uh spotter and travis or my dad can bounce ideas off each other and kind of work together and it's cool to have him there he, he's he's paid attention just from watching it outside and obviously racing with the supers and stuff so he's really smart on that stuff he can really uh do a good job guiding me but uh whenever the pros are racing my dad's usually helping my brother he's running uh a pro late model and he works on their stuff pretty good with the crew chief. So, uh, he always stays busy, but it's good to have the standalone late model races and have, uh, I can have my dad come and usually, uh, pushes us in the right direction for what he thinks or how the race is going and stuff like that.
1: I'm sitting here looking at your stat line for the late model stock cars. Um, obviously last year being your first year, 20 starts, four poles, five wins, 16 top fives. There's only four races that you finish outside of the top five in 20 races, and you're a hundred dollars shy of a hundred thousand dollars in prize money. That's a pretty big accomplishment in a very short period of time. Have you have, have you even even thought about that or reflected on that yet?
4: Uh, no, not really. And what makes the what would make the stats even better is I uh, I guess my first ever late model experience was. Uh, if you look a little deeper in there is 2017, it should be 2018. I ran a few 8 mile stock races with, for my dad. Uh, we got a late model back then and that was my first ever really late model racing. And I think we might, we might have had like a average finish of like 20th or something. I think we wrecked out two of them and, uh, You had an added, average
1: finish of 19th and you have an average starting position of 16 and a half.
4: Yeah. So that, <laughs> if you count those out, which Whenever I came to run this junior motorsports car, I was I totally didn't even remember when I ran ran his stuff. So if you count that out and just go to the last season, it's or the season twenty one and twenty two when I ran junior motorsports stuff, it's it's pretty impressive. I've looked back and just went kind of just wild myself. Like it's crazy that uh, we can jump in here and. the team can adapt to me. I can adapt to the team, and we can go out there and run that good in one year. And uh, I'm super proud of that, and I'm sure the guys are too. And Josh and Brian, they where they worked, they've been working together more than ten years. And uh, I mean, it it, it shows uh, with our performance at the track and stuff like that. But yeah, like I was saying, just super proud of everybody, and I'm sure everybody else is too. And uh, hopefully, we can keep getting that average finish lower and lower. I do want
1: to talk a little bit about it, it's not right. It's not the next couple of races, but um, a, a big, big deal uh, coming up in up in May, uh, the Cars Tour, which which ran at North Wilkesburg last year. Uh, you held off your boss for the win, uh, which I think you would probably safely say is probably your biggest win of your career. Um, but talk about going back to North Wilkesburg, the defending winner of the late model uh, stock car race, with all of the limelight that's going to be going on with All Star Weekend, the trucks being there. Um, we've already known that there's going to be several Cup drivers that plan to or anticipate running that late model stock car race. Have you had that one circled on the calendar for, since it came out?
4: Yeah, for sure. I mean, at the beginning of the season, you get the schedule and you you look at it and there's, there's, a, there's always a few races uh, per driver that you're like, yep, that one, like we got to get that one. And that's kind of how it was last year, whenever we found out the North Books for a race was happening. And I remember as soon as I heard about it, I'm like, yeah, we, we got we to gotta go hard on that one and try to win that one. And we were able to uh, really dominate and have a really good car and uh, I think that's going to boost our confidence or whatever you want to say going into this next North Wilkesboro race, which I think is even bigger, obviously, with the All-Star weekend and stuff like that, and all, all the other NASCAR divisions running with us, and uh, we, we got to we gotta go run good at that one, for sure. Uh, there's a lot of people watching, and uh, it's going to be obviously a bunch of fans paying attention at the track and stuff like that, so that's definitely one, I think, for everybody, honestly, that's circled on their calendar. They're just going out there and that's, that's the one, you know, that's, that's North Wilkesboro and uh, me and the team are lucky enough to already have one North Wilkesboro win, but uh, I'm, I'm sure you guys know we're, we're, we're really going to press hard to get, get another one.
1: I hear the elevator ride up to victory Lane's a pretty cool deal. So I know that that's probably on your, uh, on your list of things to do during all-star weekend. Before I let you go, man, I, I do want to ask, and, and, and again, your boss, uh, co-owner of the Cars Tour, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Uh, got back into late model racing last year. His his first race, you know, finishing second to you at North Wilkesboro. But he has run a couple of races since then, both of those at Florence Motor Speedway. And he's admittedly said that the slate model stock car racing is really hard. Has Junior come to to Carson Quapple the guy that's won a bunch of these Cars Tour races? Has he come to you and asked you for advice uh, on how to get these things around the racetrack faster.
4: Uh, I mean, some, whenever we race together, like Wilkesboro and the Florence races, it's just, we just rely on each other, you know, we're still, it's obviously a team effort. Uh, he, luckily for Dale, he can really rely on Josh, uh, for help. Josh is obviously, as everyone knows, he's, he's, he's awesome at the late model stuff and racing in general. So, uh, I think Dale's really lucky to have Josh there and vice versa, but, that I I definitely do remember at Wilkesboro practice qualifying we were kind of just talking to each other not really about the setup and stuff just what do you think like we were both obviously I was super foreign to it because i would never been there but he was I mean he hasn't been there in 20 years so he was super foreign to it as well and we were just you know leaning on each other him being his first start back and however long he was leaning on me just about the basics about the cars and stuff, what they should do, what they should feel like. And, uh, once, once he kind of got it figured out in practice, we were able to rely on each other, but, uh, yeah, it's definitely fun having Dale at the track. It just, it brings obviously, obviously way more fans in, but it kind of brings more of the team together and kind of makes us work a a little harder, bringing two cars, but, uh, I'm, I'm really excited for Wilkesboro and to have him there with us. And hopefully we can make another ride up the elevator, uh, whoever wins well i know he's really
1: excited to have you in the seat of that number eight car um uh, again 22 champion going for back-to-back carson before i let you go i want to give you an opportunity to thank those people that get you the racetrack each and every week
4: yeah i mean i gotta start off with johnny morris with bass pro shops uh without him coming on board this year i don't know if i'd i'd even be able to defend this title so uh yeah having him is 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 a huge tool for me and I'm super excited to build a relationship with him and Bass Pro Shops. Uh, other than that though, Kelly, LW, Dale, everybody at junior motorsports without those guys, I I wouldn't be in this car to begin with. So, uh, those guys really put their, put their neck out for me and kind of got me this opportunity and I don't think I'll ever be able to repay them. But, uh, junior motorsports, like I said, all those guys over there, they're, they take care of us well. And, uh, great friends of mine and uh having Chevrolet kind of there helping me out that's that's pretty awesome and Josh Scott and the program they uh do a really good job for all us drivers and trying to get us ready and trying to move us up so uh other than that it's Brian crew chief slim main mechanic and then all my guys Justin Ernie uh Brett just having those guys there for you to to rely on and you can trust them with anything uh, that's pretty awesome and uh, without those guys, we wouldn't be able to make it out for practice runs at the track. So uh, everybody, it comes in, it's it's all one big team and you got to have every part to it. And I think we're there.
1: Well, Carson, congratulations again on your first win of 2023. Like I tell everybody that comes on the Stickered Up podcast, go and win you a couple more and we'll have you back on to talk about those wins as well. Best of luck to you at Hickory in a couple of weeks and uh, thanks for coming on.
4: Thank you. Hopefully I'll be on soon.
1: That's Carson Quapple, driver of the number eight Bass Pro Shop Slate Model Stock Car out of Junior Motorsports, most recent winner on the Cars Tour. Brandon Willard has the volt battery yellow flag out. We'll take this opportunity. To come down pit road sticker up. When we return, we'll wrap up this edition. You're listening to Stickered Up Podcast.
3: Stickered Up, official podcast to of the Cars Tour for laser cutting and CNC bending, geo cut for media blasting and surface conditioning geocut south boston virginia for powder coating geocut on demand laser cut parts just go to geocutfabrication.com upload your part drawing select the material and quantity and then see your instant quote immediately with the option to order right then and there 434-201-4824 geocutfabrication.com 611 railroad avenue south boston virginia one part or one million parts geocut has you covered GXS Wraps
0: is your one stop for all your vehicle and motorsports graphics needs. Since 2018, GXS Wraps has offered turnkey solutions including design, printing, and installation of premium final graphics for fleet vehicles, personal vehicles, and race cars. 100% of our services offered are completed at our 4,800 square foot facility located in Apex, North Carolina. Check us out on the web, GXS or give us a call 919-213-0371 to get started on your next wrap. GXS Wraps, the official graphics partner of the Cars Tour and
3: the Sticker Up podcast. Practice, Practice. race. Oh, yeah. Performance Racing Warehouse, home of the PRW Chassis. They feel the thrill of victory and agony of defeat with every customer. With a cutting-edge, track-tested chassis, they know what it takes to build a race-winning machine. The PRW Chassis has a proven track record of wins and championships that speak for themselves. When you're ready to take your performance to the next level, come visit Performance and let them get you in victory League. Online at performancecenter.com. Also, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok. And you can call Performance Racing Warehouse at 704-838-1400. Perrier Tank Lines, a trucking company run by
0: drivers for drivers. For over three generations, Perrier has been leading in driver happiness, client satisfaction, and safety. They love trucking, family, and racing. As a Perrier driver, you'll earn up to $100,000 per year plus exceptional benefits, including exclusive access to Perrier racing events. Enjoy flexible scheduling, career path opportunities, zero split seating, and much more. Visit driveperrier.com to learn more.
2: Hey, this is Brendan Butterbean, queen driver of the number 03, old school video games, leathcars.com, Toyota, and you're listening to Stickered Up.
1: White flag on this edition of the Stickered Up podcast, the official podcast of the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. Cars Tour will take a couple of weeks off, a uh, little bit of a spring break, so to speak. Uh, we'll be at Hickory Motor Speedway uh, on April the 22nd, where the Pro Late Models and the Late Model Stock Cars will both be in action. We'll preview that race in an upcoming edition of the Stickered Up podcast. want to thank our guests for coming on today. The most recent winner on the Late Model Stock Car side, Carson Quapel. also want to thank our sponsors that help Stickered Up come to you each and every week, those sponsors being Pereer Tank Lines, Performance Center Racing Warehouse, GeoCut, GSX Wraps, and again, as always, our friends here at Broadcasting Experts, Dave Perkins and Morgan Patrick. Until next time, that's the checkered flag on this edition of the Stickered Up Podcast.
2: Be sure to share this podcast. New episodes of Stickered Up will be available wherever you download your podcasts.